Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. Nature's Edge is brought to you by the Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina, Western North Carolina's only magazine dedicated to the fishing enthusiast. Pick one up at over 400 locations throughout Western North Carolina or visit them online at theanglermagazine.com to find out more. And be sure to follow them on Facebook, Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina.com. Hey guys, Dale Stewart here. Nature's Edge is on the air. You know, the other day I was sitting on the couch with Catherine, my beautiful wife, and we were watching the uh, the Academy Awards. And I guess right before that we'd watched, uh, I don't know, some, some other awards show. And uh, Catherine looked over at me and said, you know, you need to have an actor on. And I said, well, I could do that. I know a few of those, uh, those in that profession. And she kind of smiled and uh one name uh, immediately popped into my head, and I said, uh, "I know who I'm gonna gonna ask to join me and uh, and share his uh, his life experiences." And uh, that person happens to be my buddy William Shockley. And uh, William is a he's had an amazing career uh, portraying uh, complex characters as an actor, and. Uh, Gosh, if I if I sat and and read his resume, it would take the whole show. So I'm not gonna not gonna do that. Other than to say, William, he's a he's an actor, he's a producer, he's a director, he's a screenwriter, he's a musician, he's a songwriter. Uh, he does voiceover work for commercials for uh, radio and television. And um, many of you may know uh, may know William uh, for a television uh, project he worked on. Uh, some years ago, and I think I think the show lasted six or seven years. He'll tell me in just a minute about that. But he played Hank Lawson, who was a anti-hero salon salon saloon keeper on CBS's highly regarded drama Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, uh, starring Jane Seymour. William, how are you, brother? Hey, Dale. I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, Thank you for taking some time out of your crazy schedule to join us here. Oh, it's my my pleasure. Thanks for having me. This is this is super cool to be hanging with you on the radio. You bet. Uh, just wanted to, as I said, I wanted to have somebody on. You know, people watch movies and they watch television shows and they they watch these award shows and and uh, they really think they know the the actors and what they really know are the characters. And I just wanted to have someone on that could talk about that a little bit and sort of share their story so why don't you start yeah. with uh why don't you sort of start with with where you started and how this all came about you know uh well my journey kind of got born in my head at least in the ninth grade in lubbock texas i was watching a play in the school auditorium and i was a big athlete back in the day and wanted to be a pro baseball player but that got derailed by a shoulder injury when i did a pete rose first dive at the third base and yanked my shoulder out but I'm sitting there watching that play and I thought that is cool and it became really I think like all of us find an obsession and from that minute on I knew I was going to Hollywood I didn't know how in the world I was going to get there being a you know kid living in the dust bowl of West Texas 
but it all worked out. I you know, started doing some plays, and one thing led to another, and I was in Dallas, Texas, and first audition in life was for RoboCop when I booked it. And uh, 1987, I landed in town, and RoboCop blew up, and the rest kind of started falling in line. Yeah, I, I had forgot RoboCop was was your was your first big uh, big breakout, correct? Yeah, yeah, that was it. You know, Paul Verhoeven graciously brought me in, and that movie just kind of set the new genre and I guess ultra violent, futuristic kind of filmmaking. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the that was the, the breakout role for me. And you know, landed in L.A. and started auditioning and. Started just booking a bunch of stuff, and I thought to myself, "Well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm okay. I'm not bad. They're hiring me." <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it, that was the, you know, everything took shape from there. William, was there was there one thing though that really steered you toward becoming an actor? I honestly think I was just being honest with myself. You know, I think um, I think when we're kids, we all have pangs in our hearts and our stomachs and our guts that that feel correct and as we get a little bit older i think we unfortunately uh, can be taught to be conforming and become conventional which kind of kills the dream so to speak and i just followed my gut i just love the idea of i always was watching movies and watching tv shows and i love the idea of, of being characters i love the idea of escaping into the fantasy of of uh, of acting to be real honest and i just I stayed the course, you know, just put my put my blinders on and figured, well, you know, my mom said, honey, how are you going to make any money out in Hollywood? And I said, mom, it's green pieces of paper. They print it every day. That's I'll be fine. Yeah. Well, they do. And and I, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, they do. I mean, it's just, you know, people. it's easy to get sidetracked by what other people think and by what other people expect and by money and all the junk and you know, if you just stay true to yourself, there's a lot of magic to be found if you can if you can just stay the course. And uh, and that was what that was my that was the horse that brung me, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> Acting. Yeah, you know, I I think that uh, you know I've got a lot of friends who or actors or are, are are trying to uh, uh, make it out to uh, the West Coast and and uh, and out to Hollywood and and uh, although a lot of them are getting work now down in Atlanta, Atlanta is kind of picked up the pieces a little bit sure and uh, but I, I think the you know they all of them seem to have another job you know while they're while they're tra- chasing that dream and and of course a lot of them know my background and and they always ask me they say you know Dale you've never worked for anyone but yourself and I said well that's not exactly true every time I get a job I'm working for somebody uh, yeah <laughs> but that's uh true yeah it, it's very true you know it uh um uh, and uh, it's it, it's always been uh, been a challenge at, at times because you know it seems like uh, I, I believe people in our profession are, are sort of like entrepreneurs you know except we have to start a, a new business every time we uh, put a new project together. It's true, you know, and that's that's probably one of the the sad qualities of your job, my job, is you know the the the, the projects are short lived whether it's three three weeks three months or like in the case of dr quinn six years it does come to an end and um you know you you make fast friends and then most times people drift off to their own world and so you know that is uh that's the that's the sad part for me is trying to hold on to friendships with people that i meet along the way and 
and it's tough, like you say. I mean, you're constantly, you're constantly reinventing yourself. You're constantly um, quote auditioning, um, you know, starting a new project. But that's also kind of the excitement. It certainly never gets stale. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, you know, I, I was I was fortunate to, uh, to actually work uh, with uh, William on a project. Uh, well, a little over a year ago, we we were in pre-production on a on a project. Both of us were working as producers on that project, and I must say, uh, I learned a lot from you, my friend, and what a true professional you are when you're when you're working and doing that thing. Thank you, and and likewise, man. <laughs> I learned a ton from you. You're you're a man of mystery and, and and great accomplishment. So it was a ton of fun to hang out with you. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. How's uh? I know that you've been real busy. You, what you have, two or three movies uh, in the can for for uh, twenty eighteen. Well, yeah, last year I had a, I think I can remember around five come out last year. Yeah, and this year I've got three coming out. And at the end of twenty eighteen, I was in Moscow, Russia, doing a really cool film called Wildly that'll it'll be coming out I think in October of this year, and uh, got to play a British soccer coach in that one. And you know, you know, you travel the world. Going to a foreign country and spending a, any amount of time is a blessing and a gift. And Moscow is just such an amazing city. And you know, contrary to perhaps what the world might learn from American politics and Russian politics, man, the people of Russia are so beautiful and kind and loving and supportive. And you know, I've got to spend a you know great great amount of time over there. They really are. But, yeah, I, I had uh, I had the honor of I guess gosh in '93 or '94 it was right after the the wall came down I was in St. Petersburg and I actually was working on a project with Lynn Films um, I think they're still in existence over there they may have another name but uh, you know I really got to know the people over there and uh, I can remember coming back home and and telling Catherine you know the the politics aside. Uh, you know the Russian people were absolutely amazing and 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 wonderful to be around. Yeah, you know I I had those exact same conversations while you know to you was with me my wife. Yeah. Uh, so you know we would hang out with the local people and the local crew and go just cruising around and and we all were laughing. We were like, man, if it was just up to normal people like us, the world would be a better place because <laughs> it's all easy. You know, it, it was. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know some of those friends that I made back in the early '90s in St. Petersburg and and were then friends. You know, they're still friends of mine. You know, we we still communicate, and I've been back over to Russia a few times, and you know they open their homes, and uh, uh, we go into their uh, sweat lodges and beat each other with with limbs and sticks, and it's. <laughs> yeah. I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just a it's just a great existence there uh, to be around them. Um, you've been writing. You've been writing anything? You know, um, I've uh, I've kind of been so in, involved. Uh, I well, I'm directing a movie called Dangerous Crush um, at the the start of the summer, and I worked with that writer and I worked with the executive producer Tim Mudd for about three months flushing out that script. So I didn't I didn't physically write it, but I had a a huge, uh, I guess, fingerprint on that on that material. So that's very exciting. And then I've been doing a lot of writing for for music with my songwriting partner Tommy Fields. Oh yeah, we've we've been on a pretty good run lately, and so we're uh, you know we're constantly writing and recording and 
playing out just to keep our chops sharp and you know uh so that's really that's been the focus i mean i, I kind of told to you at the, at the beginning of this year i'm just going to chase j-o-y not a j-o-b there you go and uh and it seems to be working okay so i can't complain no that, that you know? that's the way it is and and uh yeah and uh it's you got to stay busy let me ask you from from an actor's point of view or, or for some of my friends that may be listening how important is it to sort of spread yourself from actor to producer to director to writer is is it important to kind of have your hands on all of that i i know there's some people that just strictly act and say you know i don't want to have anything to do with the production side or the directing side and then i know some yeah. that have you know gone from in front of the camera to behind the camera and they seem to be very comfortable doing that I think as long as it's an honest, joyful choice, you'll find your magic. You know, if you're doing it for power or glory or money, it's probably not going to be very, very fun, number one. Right. And it probably won't bring the, the correct results that you might envision. So, like, for me, directing for myself is a natural extension because I'm, you know, you're working with the entire production, obviously, and you're cinematographer hand in hand. Sure. Um, but... With the actors that I find this amazing joy in, in communicating as a director, um, so it's a it's a it's a natural evolution in that capacity. Producing is a bit different. It um, is. When I was on Doctor, yeah. I mean, when I was on Doctor Quinn, I thought, oh man, the producing. And I, I learned over the years that it's more of a honestly a managerial, administrative type of job. Um, and I've probably pulled back the reins on that pursuit, to be incredibly honest, because I, I love acting, I love music, I love songwriting, I love directing. Yeah. So that's where, I'm, that's where I'm putting my energy. And what we reap, we shall show, shall, shall sow. So, um, you know, but I think anybody that, I mean, I have actor friends that are just like, oh, man, I don't ever want to do anything but acting. And that's cool. Yeah. You know, great. Stay sharp on that. But I think it's important no matter what, I mean, if you're an actor listening and, you know, you haven't quite hit your stride or found your, your, your good moments yet, you've got to go out and keep acting. I mean, go do local theater. Go do free theater. Go, just go do it. Because that's where, if that's where your passion lies, that's where your magic lives, and that's how you're going to get your shot in the sun, you know. Oh, absolutely. I, I tell people all the time, you know, people say, oh, I, I'd, I'd like to do this or I'd like to do that. And I said, well, do it. I mean, you, yeah. you just got to go do it, and, and you cannot uh, always, I, I tell people all the time, you can't always let the money be the driving factor. And and if you don't have the money to, to start a project or do something, don't let that completely stop you. You just have to get creative. Well, that's, that's it a thousand percent. I know your story and how you, 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 you know, found your path in life, and, and it's just the truth. If money is your goal, Go get a J-O-B. That's I mean, it. It's easy to make money. Go, oh, yeah. Go do something. Okay, there's a paycheck attached. Cool. But if you're if you're wanting to be passionate about your own quest in life, just go do it. You know, singers sing, actors act, dancers dance, painters paint, explorers explore. And it doesn't cost money to do any of that stuff. I mean, I don't know if you were watching American Idol last night. There's this young man named Alejandro, and he played guitar and piano and basically a, a genius i saw that did you see it yes i mean who's his 
who, who's your influences, Alejandro? Uh, Trent Reznor, Bach, and Chopin. That's it. Pretty cool. Yeah. He's, he's sleeping on couches. He's playing his guitar. He's singing. He's in the streets. And and all of a sudden, he's going to be like probably touring the world with some of the biggest acts in music. Because okay. he's so brilliant, so passionate, and doing it his way. Yeah. You know, just a humble young man chasing his dreams. And so I'm hats off. I, and I'm not even sure he realized how good he was. Well, you know that's because he's just living in the in the zone. Yeah, he's just living in living in the truth. So, a shining example of what can happen if you follow your bliss, right there. William, how important is it for an actor to uh, to get lessons to to hone, I, hone I, their skill? I think it's important for everybody to 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 hone the skill. You know, you come from a you know the, you come from a childlike. Um, childlike mind when you're younger which is cool you know the world is your oyster and it's all good and but then at some point you you you, you, you go from your original mind to the conventional mind and i think you have to learn how to hone your craft on some level to to go into the dimensional mind where you can exhibit your talent you know so i think it's important i mean my i had one acting coach janet ahante that forever changed my life Every time I read a script, I, I think of Janet. I think of the, the valuable tools she gave me or that I absorbed from her on how to break down a script, how to break down a character, to find the intention of the dialogue. You know, what's that underlying intention with those words? And I was able to crystallize in my mind the information she gave me. And I'll never forget her. I, I constantly think about her her Meisner technique that she taught. Right. Um, so I think it's I think it's critical. You have to learn how to take your God-given talent and turn it into something, and then and then go take it out into the real world. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and I tell people all the time: keep learning and and keep spending yeah. time around uh, uh, people that are that are professional and and learn from them, watch them, and and ask questions. Sure. I, I find that most people. Uh, uh, are very good if if uh, if you approach them and and are are genuinely sincere about working with you and, and answering your questions. I did want to yeah. in the few minutes we have left. I did want to mention uh, something that a lot of people don't know. You've also uh, uh, William have been involved with uh, producing, directing uh, music videos, right? True. Yeah. Yeah. I I have. I you know I did uh, I did some back in the day with. Uh, Justin Riker, um, right. my, my production partner at the time, with um, Randy Hauser, Like a Cowboy, and Dick Brooks, New to This Town, and Randy Hauser, We Went. And, um, you know, I did a few prior to that with David Bennett down in Nashville. We did uh, one for um, Megan Mullins and one for, uh, gosh, the name's escaping me now. But, but yeah, working with Hauser and, and Kicks and Dustin. Oh, yeah. Had, a big time. <laughs> yeah, I know, and uh, and also I know. Uh, in fact, last time I saw you was in uh, Memphis when you guys were filming a, a Hallmark uh, Christmas story. What what was it? Elvis Christmas? I, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, yeah. uh, with Kelly Pickler. And then didn't you do something with Kelly right after that? Yeah, in Nashville. Um, that was, yeah, that was Christmas at Graceland yeah. last year. The Hallmark that. You know, I'm not bragging it's their movie, but it was the number one film of the year on the Hallmark Channel, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. Kelly Pickler started in it with Wes Brown, and I had the cool 
fun, great time to go to Nashville and produce um, five Christmas songs with uh, Jonathan Yudkin, who yeah. was one of the composers on the film, Jonathan and I. And Kelly hung out for a couple of days in Nashville in the studio and created some great magic. I mean, Kelly's an, an amazing artist to start with, a super cu- cool human being and kind of became my sister. Yeah. So, uh, Actually, I'm going back to Memphis uh, for the wedding at Daytona with Kelly Cooper and Wes Brown. All right. Just hang with Kelly for uh, for another three weeks and hopefully, um, you know, crack some songwriting ideas with us. Before we go, I want to tell uh, one quick story. I I guess a little over a year ago, I was actually out in L.A. and uh, uh, T.U. and William were kind enough to let me stay at their house. And uh, I have a rather uh, odd breakfast habit that a lot of people know about and some don't but uh uh, i was staying there and i they know i'm an early riser and i got up very early and walked into their kitchen and here's this big bowl of bananas sitting on the uh on the counter and and tu had left me a note on the bananas that the guinness was in the refrigerator and uh and, and that was that was pretty special because i i do enjoy uh william as you know my guinness and my banana I'm well aware, and I know how you drape your peel on the bottle when you're done. <laughs> That's it, brother. All right, yeah, William. Uh, uh, how are we doing on time? About a minute 15. All righty. I have to, I have yeah. to look at my producer to know what, what's going on. Yeah, You don't ever have to do that, do you, uh, do you William? Uh, well, you know, from time to time, somebody's looking at their watch. Yes. Believe me. <laughs> That's it. Or, you know. Or they're they're holding up a finger, they're pointing at the clock, or or, or do, yeah, or the middle finger, or something like that. Or they just walk up and they say, "You've got thirty minutes left. We're pulling the plug. That's We're it. done for." The day. That's it. Yeah. Well, do me, yeah. uh, William. I certainly appreciate you coming on the air, my friend, and us just visiting a little bit. Yeah, thanks, Dale. I mean, I appreciate you having me, and it's great to great to talk to you to your global audience. And, yeah, uh, I really appreciate that opportunity, and and I know that uh, I will see you soon. And that I you will. I'll be, down in, and I'll be down in Memphis, so we'll talk off camera. We will, and uh, and do do a favor for me. Give T you a big hug, and uh, give uh, give Raider a, a kiss on the nose. Oh man, I will give him a big old <laughs> kiss from you. All right, my friend. Thank <laughs> you so much. Okay. Thanks, William. Thank you. Bye. Visit naturesedgemedia.com. You can check out podcasts, videos, lecture archives from Dale, and much more. Thank you for listening to Nature's Edge with Dale Stewart, brought to you by Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina.